thank you for tuning in to the Bully Pew podcast brought to you by Protestia.com and all of the troublemakers that work here and of course by our wonderful and intrepid patron supporters who support this program, bring this program to you for free and I guess to themselves for free. Except that since they're supporting us financially, it's not really free for them. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're bringing this program to you as well as Protestia tonight and all of the reporting and work that is done at Protestia where you can go to get all the latest in Christian polemics and discernment news. Polemics and discernment. Discernment is a gift of the spirit. It is the gift of discerning between spirits and uh, being able to tell the difference between uh, what is right and what is almost right, comparing what people are saying and doing in the name of God to the Word of God. It is both a spiritual gift but also a practice that the Bible instructs all Christians to train. Uh, The Bible tells us to train the powers of our discernment with constant practice, which means this is something that should be a regular part of your spiritual diet. Uh, working through the issues, theological issues of the day, comparing them to what you're hearing going on out there, and ke- keeping your guard up. Uh, we, as believers, uh, spiritually speaking, were to always be at some somewhat of a war footing. That is everything uh, going on in life, especially what is being done and proclaimed and promoted in the name of Jesus should always begin with an open Bible. Our, our interaction with it should begin with an open Bible and testing those things to see if they are true. Um, just like the, the Bereans before us, that is the example we look to. And we, we open up scripture and anything that anybody is saying or doing in the name of Jesus gets the scriptural test every single time. And hopefully this podcast and other uh, work that is being done at Protestia can be useful to you in that regard. Uh, It is just like uh, Protestia tonight, just like really, really the website in general, it really is information for believers, those who are uh, loving, giving, serving faithful members of local New Testament congregations or are actively looking to become a loving, serving, faithful, um, giving member of their local New Testament congregation. Um, just just like uh, every other parachurch ministry out there, Protestia exists to serve the church, not to be outside the church or above the church or um, on par with the church somehow, but to be a, a, a subservient ministry in the mold of the biblical instructions and requirements for being discerning. It wasn't, you don't have to rewind the clock too far in Christian history to arrive at a day where polemics and arguing over doctrine was a standard feature of all Christian churches. I believe it was, I don't want to get this quote wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Dr. Steve Lawson who said that all churches should have a polemics ministry. It's actually part of the church, and I wholeheartedly agree with that, especially especially in the present day and age where the information age, um, it makes things move very fast. And uh, your your um, church membership, the, your local body of believers, they spend a lot of their time um, with access to and sort of, in, in a way, I guess, uh, living on the internet. It is very much a, a standard component of our communication. And not only does that give us a lot of... Uh, increased ability to spread the truth, but it also gives um, uh, promoters of false ideas, false teachings and things, the same kind of access. 
And so we have to we have to wage the battle. We have to wage the argumentation. We have to defend the truth of Scripture, the truth of God's Word, wherever the battle is. And in 2023, and it's been this way for some time, that battle exists largely in uh, on the internet and in digital spaces. So um, along comes uh, Protestia and other similar. Uh, ministries that do that work in the digital space and we appreciate that uh, so many of our supporters understand the importance of what is being done here. Um, I wanted to talk about, now this is the Bully Pew podcast where I'm driving around in a car so I don't have, you know, access to notes and research and, and you know, like I said on the last episode, I don't, I'm not driving around with a Bible on my lap. Uh, that would be, that would be dangerous while operating a motor vehicle and yet um, I never record one of these without some some thoughts and some things that I hope will benefit benefit you as you are uh, navigating the murky waters and often choppy waters of the the Christian life in 2023. I never record one of these without something to say about that and hopefully um, this discussion can be can be fruitful and helpful in that pursuit. Uh, it, it's worth a a quick reminder. I say a quick reminder. I think we'll be talking about it for the entirety of this podcast. But um, as as I look out among how the the discussion is kind of going on on the internet, on social media, especially um, within uh, reformed Christian conversations, and by that I mean you know in, in anybody along the spectrum of uh, Protestant Christianity, those that uh, hold in in confession and in belief to the five solas of the Reformation. So yes, I'm, I'm excluding, um, you know, Catholicism. I'm excluding cults like uh, Mormonism and, and Jehovah's Witnesses and things like that. But, but among those of us who, um, who we can rightly say by confession are Orthodox Christian believers, um, all the way from, you know, your more, uh, your mainline and squishy, uh, big event, big Eva, uh, types all the way to your, you know, hardcore, um, you know, we're going to start a rebellion tomorrow, um, you know, post-mill reform types. <laughs> no, no, no insult intended to either one of those groups. But across that spectrum, there's always a kind of an ongoing conversation, not just about um, the doctrines that are involved and whatnot, uh, but also about the way that the, the, the nature of the conversation itself, how Christians interact with one another and um, because there are always new entrants to this conversation and maybe uh, those in the conversation that decide, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like this is, this is not uh, fruitful for me. I don't need to participate in this. They drop out. Um, the, the ships that are navigating the waters are, are constantly changing. And it seems like if you're going to be, especially if you're doing any sort of ministry that, that kind of involves being in that public discourse, um, there, there are certain, I, I would call them recommendations that I'm going to offer you about how to, uh, you know, how to rightly, um, kind of conduct yourself in that arena. And I'm not saying, uh, before I offer these recommendations, I'm not saying that these are, you know, if you don't do them, you're sinning or my recommendations are the biblical ones and, and doing it other ways is, is wrong or sinful. This is just what seems to work for me. And what I think is a at least a, a reasonable expression of of Christian charity, and I, I realize that if you're if you're familiar with the work that Protestia does or Pulpit and Pen um, does, that you you might find this ironic, uh, but hopefully just ironic on the surface. 
because there there are always those out there, and, and it's less nowadays, but certainly over the years that would say you kind of discount what what we say on things or the work that we're doing. You know, on the on this idea that we somehow run around attacking people all the time, and that the big part of the ministry is is you know lighting people up for their sin in ways that we wouldn't be willing to light ourselves up for sin. And um, I hope you know those of you that pay attention to what we do know that that's not the case. Um, the battle has to be waged, and it should be waged in the public arena for for the truth of God's word, and 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 also, like I said, also for the the validity of the work itself, the validity of doing discernment work. It is if the Bible teaches that it is a gift of the Spirit, and it is, and we're we're told to train the powers of our discernment and a good portion of the new testament is concerned with warnings about false doctrines and false beliefs um you know a a a heavy amount of the new testament is polemical by nature it's argumentative by nature arguing for the truth in contrast to what is not true um we're we're no different we should be doing the same we should be emulating that and so we 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 find ourselves constantly um also having to argue for the validity of having the argument, if that makes sense. Um, that being the case, we're Christians, and we we don't believe that in terms of the righteousness of how we conduct ourselves, the righteousness of how the argument is done, that in any way the ends justify the means. And unfortunately, it's very, very easy in the binary digital world to get binary about the way that we conduct ourselves. We, it's very easy to get tribal. It's very easy to um, make make um, assumptions, not just about what somebody may have said or wrote or expressed. I mean, that's 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 fair game. Uh, I think to be to be judged and and examined and and debated and argued against. Um, but also the uh, um, sorry, I almost got sideswiped there by an RV. I'm not sure what this guy was doing. He, he I guess he decided he wanted to be in both lanes. Um, anyway, but. Uh, that to get back to it, Christians don't, um, we, we shouldn't be, and I think I said it this way the other day, we shouldn't be tribal amongst our tribe. And, and by that, I mean that if, if you have determined to the best of your judgment and your ability, and, and you are, we have standards by which to determine this, that, uh, somebody, you know, online who you don't know, of course, I mean, every, every, everybody that we, most people that we interact with online, we've never met in person. Um, we only know what we can know from their, um, what they choose to share and express online. But if you've determined by scriptural standards to treat this person as a brother or sister in Christ, that changes the, the, uh, you know, how, how we are to deal with one another. The Bible teaches us that the world will know us by our love for each other. And we don't have a call if we have determined, uh, again, to the best of our ability to treat a person as a brother or sister in Christ. We don't have a call to um, uh, treat them as we might a false teacher, even if, even if they are teaching something that is false. And, and by that, I mean, like, it's fair game to uh, be online exposing a so-and-so who, who's a Christian. They claim to be a Christian. They seem to have, you know, an orthodox uh, um, background here. Uh, um, and, of course, I don't mean Greek or Russian orthodox. I mean, like, orthodox in terms of um, being faithful to the gospel as proclaimed scripturally. 
uh, they seem to have that background and yet they're doing this or teaching this that's false um, yeah we, we have every call to uh, ex- to uh, preach truth and love to expose that um, we don't have a call to say um, hey they're this or they're that or they're a bad person unless we are prepared to make an argument for I don't believe this person is saved and we can make an argument for that we just need to make that argument biblically we need to be able to demonstrate why why you know we're not required to um, we're not required to accept somebody's claim to be a Christian when there is uh, a mountain of evidence to the contrary so if someone says well I'm a Christian but I don't believe um, I don't believe that Jesus uh, is was uh, eternal um, I believe he was created by the Father they have they they're believing in a false God they can say they're Christian all day long but they're not at least by confession, um, they're not a Christian, and we would be uh, wrong to treat them as such. And and we would be we would be telling a lie to say um, I'm going to go ahead and accept this person's uh, confession and accept them as a Christian brother or sister in the way that I interact with them or or treat them online, uh, even though they very clearly deny core tenets of the faith. Um, you know, we would say the same thing about uh, somebody who says I'm a practicing homosexual. Now, biblically speaking, we would say that well, you know, the Bible never describes a homosexual in ontological terms. That somebody is, you know, born and exists as a homosexual. The Bible does describe those who practice homosexuality, and it does describe the the vile affections that lead to that behavior. Um, and the Bible very clearly says that those that do that will not inherit the kingdom. Those that do that are not saved. And so it would be wrong and lying for any Christian to say, well, I know so-and-so is, you know, quote-unquote gay married, um, but they say they're a Christian, so I'm going to treat them as a Christian brother uh, or sister in Christ. That would be a lie. That would be uh, unscriptural. We're not to do that. Um, but if we've determined that, uh, that a person is saved, um, again, to the best of our judgment, we, we examine the fruit and we say that that person has an orthodox confession. Um, they seem to regularly express things that are in alignment with Christian doctrine. Then I, I would argue that that should um, cause us to season our interaction uh, with salt with, with these people. So, so it is the brothers and sisters in Christ, even when they're wrong, should be treated differently. And it's very difficult sometimes to do online. Um, it's, it, it, you know online interaction uh, almost uh, it's I mean it's all binary I mean you know whether it's I posted something and then people either liked it or they didn't well that's a th- those are binaries right or I posted something online and uh, it got you know a, a lot of people disagreed with it and so overall I've, you know, I've, I've uh, get the impression that the reaction to what I said was negative you know it's positive versus negative is a binary um, online interaction encourages it, it it removes a lot of human nuance um and we try to get past it i mean people use emojis and they you know maybe they make videos that that always helps a little bit or or, or audio or whatever but the most efficient way to, to to interact overall seems to be by text and and writing things and 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 um you know it's it's like it's it reminds me of driving a car in a lot of ways like i'm on the highway right now driving through metro denver and i know intellectually that there are human beings at the wheels of all of these vehicles you know driving these vehicles and yet my tendency is to not see because i i I can't see the person i don't know who they are um 
there's my my tendency is to interact with these cars as if they're um, non non human entities, even though I know intellectually that all of these cars are piloted currently driven by human beings. Um, and I mean, you know, those of you that drive, especially in bu- busy traffic, you you see this all the time. Uh, people don't treat e- people treat each other on the road in ways they would never treat somebody face to face. And that same dynamic is at play online when we interact with each other online. And we have to actively, if we're going to um, represent ourselves as Christians, if we're going to be a light in the world, we need to actively fight against that tendency. And it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. But but um, to get to it, my, my recommendations, and, and I realize some of you may be listening to this podcast, and you're like, I'm not on social media. You know, or hey, I use social media to like you know share pictures of my kids or my cats or whatever. Um, that's fine. I mean, not everybody not everybody needs to argue de- do- Christian doctrine and theology online. That's not you know it's not it's not for everybody. And some days, to be honest, it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of it either. Some days, uh, so so I understand. But if you were going to be engaged, uh, we need to do all things for the glory of God, and that that that's not any different when we're talking about our online interaction with one another. Um, and so one, one of the things that I try to do, and it doesn't always work, you know, it's not, not perfectly, you know, a human being, uh, but, but one of the things I try to do is with, with those who I, I can um, more likely than not, you know, safely determine that I believe that they're brothers and sisters in Christ by the, by the evidence that I see. And so I'm, I'm choosing to um, treat them as such. And by the way, if, if, if you're listening to that and thinking, hey, you know, just treat everybody the same, that's not actually biblical. Uh, the Bible really seems to describe, uh, I, I, would, I would argue, three categories for, um, for how we would interact with somebody based off of their uh, what we what we believe to the best of our ability is their spiritual status. We have uh, those who we know are lost, right? We know very clearly they don't believe uh, in Jesus as the Messiah. They don't believe in the gospel. They don't place their faith, hope, and trust in Him for salvation, um, un- unashamedly. So, I mean, we we know that they're lost. You know, we don't treat them as Christians. We we treat them as unbelievers. We we evangelize them. We um, our, inter- our interaction with them is very different and, and, you know, our message to them is a consistent, uh, you need Jesus Christ. Uh, you're lost and dead in your trespasses and sins and you need Christ. Then we have those who are, you know, we would write, uh, determine, Hey, these are brothers and sisters of Christ. And, and I, I believe this. I don't know for sure. I can't read their heart, but I believe this because of their confession because of what they, what they, uh, uh, who they claim as savior, because of what they uh, believe about God. And, you know, I can see that in what they say and, and, you know, even like where they go to church and what that, what that church believes. Um, and so we, we interact with them as fellow believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And then you have a, a, a category of those who, who bear the name of brother and yet practice immorality, bear the name of brother, yet teach falsely, teach, fa- you know, um, they, they promote false teaching. And we have, we have instructions biblically on how to interact with that kind of group of people. But it is, it is a delineation between the person who is lost. You know, Paul, Paul tells, the, uh, um, tells the Corinthian church to not, um, to not uh, mark and avoid, I guess we could say it that way, or not, not, um, not avoid and have nothing to do with those who are not saved and not claiming Christ because we're, we're supposed to be evangelizing them. 
you know, we just just like Christ ate with sinners and and those who were lost, we're we're to do the same. And yet, when somebody claims the name of Christ and yet brings reproach on His name through their actions and through their false teaching and through their immorality, um, that's a different category. Paul says that we we have don't even eat with such a one, right? Don't don't even eat with don't have nothing to do with somebody who is bringing shame to Christ by claiming claiming his name while um, very clearly teaching or acting um, in, in uh, contrary to it. Um, but anyway, back to, uh, you know, uh, interacting online, uh, one of the rules that I tend to try to uh, act in accordance with is if I've determined that I believe somebody is a brother and sister in Christ, um, even when I disagree or they say something that I think, you know, needs to be taken issue with, whether I choose to respond or not, I try really, really hard not to, um, not to keep a, a, a list of all the things they, that they've said or expressed that I, you know, didn't think were quite right. Now, that's a little different than if, if they're, if they're, you know, teaching or promoting something that is clearly a false teaching. I try to, I try to keep, uh, I try to remember that. Again, trying to implement this idea of there being a category, um, potentially uh, online, of those who are bearing the name of brother and yet um, teaching what is contrary to God's word, practicing immorality, promoting immorality. Um, but if, if if it's just like a you know like a good example is with the 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 continuing argument over Christian nationalism. I got you know buddies on both sides of the debate that I and I think there are brothers and sisters on both sides of the debate. And it would be really easy for me to say, you know, hey, I'm going to take David's uh, theological beliefs, what I think is the correct position um, on this issue at large, and what I think are the, is the correct position on all of the the, the sort of sub-issues and the, the smaller issues that make up the bigger issue. And anybody that says anything online that I, I don't think is in fully in alignment with um, where I'd like to be on this like I think they're brother and sister in Christ, but they're you know they, they've gotten this wrong so far. They're not understanding it the way that I understand it. Um, it'd be it'd be really easy to start you know lining them up in like a naughty or nice list online, and then and then determining how I'm going to interact with them in the future based off of their position on my naughty or nice list. Um, we see this a lot, and I think as as Christian as Christians, that's probably uh, not the right way to do it. Um, and we we remove our ability to be in the conversation in some ways when we decide. Well, I'm in this tribe now. That's my tribe. So everybody else is blocked, or everybody else is, you know, they're they're clearly working for uh, the, the wrong team, or they're you know pulling the wrong direction. Therefore, they have a nefarious intent, and and I'm going to treat them as such. Um, this is in the category of where I would say that that I mean, if you you're, you're so led, take issue with the the. Um, the argument, take issue with the position, um, without uh, needing to put that person in a, in a, you know, in your mind or in the way you treat them in some sort of a um, a separate Christian camp away from the others. Um, it's difficult to do. It's difficult to do. Um, but we're not. If if you're not talking about someone that you would um, be able to make a biblical argument for them being a false teacher. Um, then marking and avoiding them is probably not, I mean, that's, we're not told to do that as, as Christians. So I really, I try not to do that. Um, and so, you know, when somebody, even when somebody says something like, man, that's just patently false and I can make a case for why it's false. Um, I, we can't do that with everybody online. We just don't have the time. And so, um, 
the easy thing to do sometimes is say, oh man, that's false. Therefore that person is, you know, not to be trusted. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to put them in a category here where, uh, you know, I might not interact with them or maybe mute them or, you know, just not listen to what they have to say, or just, I'm, 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 I'm going to read everything else that they, that they express or they post in light of believing that they uh, got something wrong previously. Um, everything that they say, I'm going to read, uh, intention and read, uh, you know, read, read into the new thing that they said. Even, even if I agree with it, I'm going to remember that thing they said previously that I disagreed with. And I'm going to assume that, uh, you know, may, maybe I just won't take what they're saying now at face value because I know that they've taught something else, uh, or, or proclaim something else that I know is false before this. Um, I try not to do that. Like you'll find me liking and, 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 and maybe reposting and, and, you know, supportive comments on things from across these conversations, um, uh, for people that, that I disagree with about other things. And I, I think that's a, that's a good rule of thumb. It's not always easy to do. Um, certainly if somebody vocally disagrees to the point where they're, um, you know, being insulting or rip, ripping me, you know, that's hard be- because it feels personal. But again, it's, it's the same thing. Like this is online interaction. This isn't real life. So these conversations that we're having can be valuable as long as we make sure to keep them in their place and understand, um, our tendency is going to be a fill in, uh, in our minds and in our emotions, um, what's not actually there online because it's not natural to interact with just uh, part of a person. We, the natural thing is to interact with a whole person. And so even people online I've never met, I only know a little bit about them, uh, my mind and my emotions are gonna fill in a lot of background information based off of assumptions, and then I'm going to attempt to interact with what what feels like a whole person, even though it really isn't. And the same is true going the other direction. So when somebody insults me personally, or they say, David, this and David, that blah, 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 blah. They don't actually know me. They, they know a little bit of what I've expressed online. And then just like I do, they've filled in the gaps behind that. They've made assumptions. They've made assumptions um, based off of uh, other stuff that I've said, based off of a profile picture where they say, oh, that's a middle-aged white guy. You know, they'll they'll make assumptions based off of that. They'll make assumptions based off of other things, you know, other people that may have uh, supported or um, argued against stuff that I've put out there. They'll start to put me into a, you know, what what they think is my tribe and then interact with that rather than the real person. And so it would be a mistake of me for me to let it ruin my day that, oh, so-and-so online that who I don't really know and they don't really know me has insulted my online persona or my online account, um, it's, it's a mistake for me to say, Oh, that means they've insulted me personally. They, they haven't, they don't even know me, you know? And if we can keep it in, you know, understood, keep, keep it in its scope and in its place, we actually have a chance at having some, some, uh, uh, edifying and positive dialogue, but it, man, it's a, it is, it's a war out there. And, um, you know, we, we also have the additional component, of course, of, people interacting online in ways that, that where a lot of the stuff they do is to increase their own visibility or platform. That happens all the time as well. I'm probably, I'm probably guilty of that myself sometimes. Like, Hey, if I say it this way, it's going to get even more attention. If I say it this way, it's going to tweak people even more. And, and that way more, more people will come and listen to the rest of my wisdom. You know, I mean, we, we all can fall into that trap, I'm sure. 
Um, but, but yeah, my, my, my first rule in online interaction is to basically reset how I interact with somebody who, who I've determined to interact with as a brother or sister in Christ, um, to not hold past disagreements against them when engaging in new interaction. So I'm, I'm not going to keep a record of wrongs. Let's, 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 let's use the biblical uh, uh, terminology here. Love keeps no record of wrongs, and we shouldn't be doing that uh, with each other. Um, and, and really, because if the argument is truly a biblical argument, if our case is truly a biblical case, we don't need unbiblical means to make the case. We don't, we don't adopt the uh, um, sort of Alinskyite tactics of the left, in a, you know, to, to give you an example. We don't adopt that in order to win, quote-unquote. Um, all of these, all of the, uh, the, the battles we're fighting are spiritual, first and foremost, in nature. And um, it all starts in the hearts of men, and that's, you know, God is doing that work. We're, we're, we're his foot soldiers, if anything. <laughs> he doesn't need us. And so there's, there's no call for us to ever engage uh, online or, or engage in argumentation in, in an unbiblical fashion. The ends never justify the means for Christians. Uh, so, I mean, that's my first rule you know, with, with online interaction. The second rule I would say is you don't need to respond. Even if somebody's called you out personally, sometimes the most powerful thing you can do, sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is just not say anything. Like, don't, I mean, you know, to use Twitter or X, as they call it now, as the example, um, th- this involves, like, I mean, I guess you can mute somebody or something because nobody sees that, if that would be, like, make it easier for you. But, you know, like, people block on Twitter, not not because, oh, the person's threatening to me or, um, you know, because they're trolling me all the time or this and that. They block to, to make a point. They block to say something. Um, and, and, and um, yeah, you, I think it's much more powerful most of the time if you really want, if you really want to, to make your point, but you don't need to be interacting in this moment or, or it's not going to be fruitful, just let it sit. Don't say anything. Um, if the other person decides that, that that's not good enough for them and they want to keep like trying to poke you, keep ignoring them. Keep ignoring them. I mean, if you know that you're right about the point that you're making, um, and it's it's a solid point. Let the point stand on its own, especially if this is argumentation between Christians, because you you have to presume that the Holy Spirit is at work in the hearts of of all true believers. So if your point is valid, um, and you've made it, and people can see the points, let the Spirit do that work. You know, I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes I will argue with idiots. It happens. You know, sometimes, I'll, but but hopefully only because I think that further argumentation. Uh, would, would be helpful, uh, maybe to them, but usually to other folks reading it. You know, like I was, I was having a uh, an argument with some guy. I don't even know who this is, and I'm not even going to mention his name. Some of you can probably figure out what I'm talking about. But an argument with a guy that uh, uh, he basically saw uh, Doug Wilson um, do his like no quarter November video where he's like flame throwing everything, and yeah, you know, like okay, I mean, I, that's a little over the top, but I mean, I understand. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a branding thing. It's, it's tongue in cheek. It's, it's fun. I thought the video was funny. Uh, like I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I've been, I mean, critical of Doug Wilson on things that I think needed to be criticized. I mean, you can read them at Protesty if you're really curious. Um, 
but this guy comes along, he's like, he's like, who, who are these guys talking about manliness? I mean, look, Doug Wilson has got a paunch and like he's he's out of shape. I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's who cares? He's a senior citizen, um, and 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 manliness in the biblical sense, and certainly in the theological sense, uh, is as much more so about disposition than about physical physical prowess, especially for somebody of Doug's age. So, like, I thought it was a cheap shot, and I said, dude, that's a cheap shot. And then the dude proceeds to drag me all day for for a prior conversation that, frankly, I had forgotten we had, but a prior conversation about uh, my uh, claim that I didn't think Tim Keller was in heaven because of what he preached and taught. And I thought I could demonstrate that. You know, I said, I, like, I don't know if Tim Keller saved or not. Um, not, not, not truly. The best that we can do is is examine the fruit, and if, if the fruit uh, of somebody's ministry and what they're teaching and what they've proclaimed and 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 whatnot is not in accordance with uh, the biblical gospel, um, yeah, it would. You know, I, I think it's safe to say more likely than not that that person isn't saved. And you can say that without saying, "Well, I'm sure they're in hell." I know, like I can believe that he's in hell based off of a preponderance of evidence, without making any sort of claim that my belief has any any impact on whether he actually is or not. Of course, it doesn't. Um, but this this was the 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 interaction, and I mean, I took some time to argue back and forth with the guy, hopefully to demonstrate the fallacy the fallacies of his argumentation for the benefit of everybody else. That was the point. Um, not because I necessarily thought I was going to convince him. And yet I could have just left it uh, as well. There, there, w- there would have been no harm in doing that. Um, I only continued to argue because I thought it might be edifying for other people seeing the, the discussion going on. Um, but I wasn't about to turn around. And, and this takes like every, every bit of self-control I can muster. I wasn't about to turn around and say, dude, you're a fool. You're a moron. You're bringing shame upon the name of Christ for your idiocy here. Um, you know, your, your thinking is corrupt. Um, it's clearly not in accordance with, you know, the fruits of the Spirit. You know, your eyes seem to not be open uh, to the truth on this. Like, you know, that, that didn't seem like that was going to be edifying, so I didn't do that. But to get back to the, get back to the point, you don't ever have to respond. You're in, in an online argument, you can just let it go. Just walk away, you know. Again, this isn't a real person debating a real person anyway. It's just, it's, it's ideas being in, in uh, emotionality sometimes being batted back and forth between two online uh, facsimiles, two online personas, two, you know, uh, uh, imitations of full human beings. And so, yeah, you can, you can just not respond. Um, the, the, the other, and I'll leave you with this, the third rule that, that I have for, the, for online interaction um, is because online interaction is a kind of a, a, a polemical debate, it's, it's, not, it's not real life. Uh, it is to an extent, I mean, we're talking about real issues and, and they do have real impact in real life. Um, but the, the actual process of doing this, especially online, is more akin to a game sometimes. And, yes, that can cause us to not take it seriously as we probably should because there are real people, you know, on the other sides of, the, of, of your keyboard. Um, and we can needlessly hurt somebody that, that you know, unnecessarily. And so I, I don't want to discount that. But because it's not real people interacting with real people, uh, fully, the 
this online argumentation and debating and things like that is more akin, I would argue, to a game in a lot of ways. Except that the the game tends to be um, not necessarily one on the merits of the um, of the points being made. Sometimes it's it's uh, won or lost based off of impression. You got a lot of folks who maybe. Uh, reading or engaging here um, that are not necessarily committed to full-throated, uh, you know, um, deep intellectual debates, but they're, they're going to kind of uh, side and, and, and listen more to the person who debates the most of, in the most effective way. And in, in that light, the last rule that I have is the first, we'll put it this way, the first person to clutch their pearls loses. And by that I mean the first person to um, lose their cool or to appeal to hurt feelings or emotions or... And, and the way this happens in Christian conversations is the first person to say something like, um, um, your behavior here is unchristlike," um, without a specific uh, you know, sin or false teaching to cite, uh, that person loses. The first person to say... Uh, you know, they, th- that's basically throwing up the white flag. That's basically crying uncle. Like I give up and I'm going to now, uh, appeal, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to basically take my ball and go home and say, well, I, I was fine with the, the, um, pugilistic. And if that's a word, you know, polemical nature of this argumentation, we were going back and forth, but, uh, but now I feel personally insulted enough that I'm going to hold up the Christ-like card and say, nope, you're, you, you, you've, you've gone one step too far, and so we're, we're going to start moralizing the conduct of the debate rather than what we're actually debating. Um, yeah, that person generally loses, in my view. Um, you can, and by this I mean that, it, let, let's just say you were having this, these online conversations and this debate, and you feel like, yeah, this person really has um, sinned here. They've, they've said something false about me, or um, they've, they've really been unfair in a characterization, or... They've used language or phraseology in a way that I, I really think is not a Christian way to act. Um, you, I mean, you, maybe you can let other people make that point for you, but if you start, if you get off of what you're debating and you start making that point instead, you've lost because that's not what we were talking about. Um, and yeah, the, the, yeah, the other person might have thrown um, to use to use an analogy. They they might have. Th- you know, kicked rocks in your face, thrown mud in your face, whatever, you know, they, they, they might've played dirty. Um, but trust that other people reading what you're saying and, and who are watching this debate know that they're, that those people can make that determination for themselves. You need to stay on point, you know, keep your eye on the prize of making the theological point you're trying to make, making the argument the best you can make it and not get distracted by the other person, not playing by the rules. Other people will see that. They'll see the other person not playing by the rules, um, you know, because it because sometimes not playing by the rules and and you know cheap shots and and bad faith argumentation and and personal attacks because they hurt us personally. Um, we often feel like, <coughs> excuse me, we often feel like we have to we have to respond to it personally, and that and that all of a sudden you know we'll, we'll win the debate on a technicality. Like, well, we were arguing back and forth about this theological point, and. But the other guy I was arguing with just called me a jerk or called me this or called me that or said, said um, that I wasn't being Christ-like or Christian or I wasn't acting like Jesus would act. And, and that's a low blow. And so I win, I win the debate because, uh, you know, he fouled out or something, you know. T- 
to, to use a, a soccer uh, reference, like he got a red card here, so I automatically win. Um, it doesn't work that way. And you're, you're better off in the long haul to let them do that kind of stuff. Let them insult you personally and flail around and, and demonstrate um, for everybody to see that they can't actually argue their point. But you stay on point. Stay, stay on the point you're trying to make and season your interaction with them as if they didn't insult you. As if what they said was um, in, as if what they said wasn't in bad faith, you know. Don't get distracted from the point you're trying to make. And in doing so, I mean, I would argue you're going to be heaping hot coals on their, on their head. And, and they're going to make even more mistakes. They're going to start even, even more personal insults. Um, more more uh, exaggerations and, and un, um, undefined and unsupportable claims. Um, and so I, I try to do that all the time. Again, the, the rule is the first person to clutch their pearls loses. The first person to say... Um, to get off point and say, they did not treat me like a Christian. And this is exactly how these kinds of guys operate. And they start with these sort of hyperbole, you know, ad hominem generalizations and things. They lose. And everybody online, yeah, I shouldn't say everybody, but the people watching very often see it. You know, and I'll, I'll leave you with one other little, that, like that was going to be my last rule, but, but I'll leave you with one other thing to remember. I guess it's not a rule, but a thing to remember. Um... If you're like me and you refuse to like delete or, or, um, censor things, or, um, if, if you're trying to, to express yourself online in a way that would b truly benefit somebody, um, you're not going to be deleting things. You're not going to be, um, you know, revising or trying to hide something you said. Certainly Christians shouldn't be doing that because if we've said something wrong and it, it lives on the internet for a couple of years and somebody brings it back up, you, you have an opportunity to either reiterate why it isn't wrong or the opportunity to clarify or the opportunity to say, yeah, I got that wrong. You know, I apologize. We've got to repent for that. This is what, I, this is what I actually believe now, or this is where I change. That's a good educational opportunity. So like I never delete things that are online. Um, yeah, maybe the systems will delete things after time. I don't know, but I don't do that. Um, and because of that, I, you have to be you have to be cognizant that everything you put online um, is going to exist forever and ever and ever, and you're going to have to answer for it. You, you may be called to answer for it at some point. So it should encourage us to be very very careful with the words that we say, what we type. Um, we should be weighing our expression very, very carefully, knowing that it might come back later to judge us. You know, the, the statements of David past, you know, from, from a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, um, the statements from David past may come back to haunt him later. And I, I don't want anybody to pull up anything that I've said a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, or whatever, and, and be able to, to throw it in my face and say, see, that's when you, you didn't, you didn't uh, do the right thing there. You know, like like this guy that tried to th throw my Tim Keller statement in my face. Hey, you said that you said that you thought R.C. Sproul was in heaven because he what he, what he preached and taught, and you thought that Tim Keller wasn't for the same reason. Like you tried to throw that in my face, and my response was, "Yeah, dude, I still believe that. It hasn't changed." <laughs> you know, and all all the stuff that we say, uh, all the stuff that we say online should should uh, meet that criteria. You may have to, you know, if, if you're if you're debating online like this, you may have to answer for it. Uh, later, but just be prepared to. If, if what you've said is scriptural, um, then it'll be either defending the truth of what you said before, um, or it will be uh, saying, yeah, I've, I've changed and here's why. And, and you know, 
that kind of, that kind of thing. But just remember that everything you're doing online, it, I mean, assume that it will exist forever, and 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 approach it that way. It's it's it, again, it's not a natural form of communication where you're, where you're talking with somebody and and maybe you said something that wasn't exactly the way you wanted to say it, but nobody was sitting there recording it um, to to throw it back in your face in a court of law. Online is very different. People will have it to throw back in your face in, in, in the court of public opinion, um, anytime they want to. So just be careful with what you say and how you say it. That's, that'd be my, um, that's not really a rule, but just a, just a little reminder. Anyway, I hope this conversation was helpful to you. Stay tuned to protestia.com for all the latest in Christian polemics and discernment news. Thank you so much for riding around with me on this episode of the bully pew podcast i'll see you uh next week sometime go to church on sunday and worship with the saints and if you're in colorado maybe i'll see you there as always semper reformanda